Okay, at seven minutes uh, past four, we get into our weekly wrap in terms of what's happened in the world of entertainment. Joined by entertainment and lifestyle commentator Nkosana Mzuli, over to you for that intro. Why is it longer today? It feels like it's longer. But we love it. Maybe load shedding has given it more energy. The energy has gone all the way to that intro. How are you? How's the week been? Oh, the week has been a bit of a drag, but you know, we soldier on, we soldier on, but it's been good, it's been good on your side. Good, thanks. I mean, I guess we have to figure ways of dealing with, you know, all the things that are happening and that are not so mm-hmm. great. Uh, I think for me, I've just uh, shifted the focus from just sitting in the dark to just finding a space on my patio, reading a book or taking a walk or getting in touch with nature, putting my feet on the ground on the grass that helps a little bit if i'm not mm. gymming mm. how are you dealing with load shedding <sighs> we don't feel okay i think um on my side i'm just on my phone catching up on netflix i'm just you know catching up with friends uh catching up on conversations but other than that you know i think uh, in this day and time we're just catching up on missed times you know <laughs> yeah yeah, and it's, I guess it's an opportunity to also go out. I mean, if you have the budget for that, or you can just, you know, chill in someone's house. But anyway, today we start by talking about Will Smith. He's set to produce the film called Brilliance, the 53-year-old star uh, involved in the adaptation of the novel. Tell us more. So the novel, which is written by Marcus Seiki, uh, if I'm pronouncing the last word correctly, mm-hmm. um, is actually a, a, a book on a... Okay, so... How the movie has 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 dubbed it is that um there is like where um the character Nick is 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 is, is an agent whereby he needs to seek one percentage of a particular population where these people are called abnorms or brilliance whereby they have these supernatural abilities to sort of like in one instance there's a girl who's able to read people's darkest darkest thoughts just by the way. In, in, in the manner in which how they fold their arms, one guy is able to actually um, really analyze the trend of the stock market where he was able to attain like a hundred billion US dollars. But essentially, mm-hmm. um, in this particular book, I think it's one um, way, I think it's going to be a, quite an interesting one because a lot of people, it's not just Will Smith is involved in this production, but uh, another studio as well is involved, and I think it's 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 one of the um, studios, if I'm not mistaken, who also um, were part and parcel of the collaboration of the movie I I Robot and I Am Legend, which we are all familiar with. Okay. So I think with this particular movie, yeah, it's going to be quite an interesting one because it's even been dubbed as um, both Miss um, a passionate project, shall I say, and. I mean, really, we all know that Will Smith, you know, that particular incident, you know, still um, following him months after it has occurred because he even apologized to, um, who's this? Um, oh, wow. And, yeah. But, but, but <laughs> moving away from that part of it, though, and, and there the also is the Oscar winner, Shamin Obeid Chinoy, who's involved here. Uh, she'll be directing this, a Pakistani Canadian filmmaker 
and uh, activists. So I'm thinking the storyline probably is something that would resonate with her. She does tell stories that do have impact as somebody who's known to put the spotlight on inequalities and with women. And I'm hearing your storyline saying it's about this man going to sort of capture this group of people who are probably seen as outcasts, but mm, have something even, great to offer the world. Because even with the, the main character himself, Nick, he's also brilliant himself. And he, I mean, he's a parent as well. So I think he's caught in the cross line between do I protect my own child and those who are similar to me or do I follow protocol and do my my, 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 my job to the T. So I think it's quite a very interesting movie that is going to be produced and made. And I think it's something that we all need to watch. I mean, it as sounds like it's going to have quite a few themes in terms of how yeah, we are because, as a people also. Because for me, really, I'm already like seeing like, okay, this is definitely centered on one's moral compass in terms of mm. do I do do I follow my family or do I do what the law requires me to do? So I think this is definitely a movie that will follow one or sort of like analyze one's uh, moral compass. When does it come out? Do we know? Uh, not much has been said, but I think it's just, you know, at the moment it's still under talk. So we will prob- probably we'll see it maybe in 2023 or 2024, but right now nothing has been um indicated as to when will it come out okay well i guess that's one to look for it sounds like an upgrade of uh or not upgrade but uh x-men 2.0 people who can even read stock markets and know mm, what to, mm, <laughs> to mm. predict there okay uh let's bring it back home then uh, makadzi finally breaking her silence in light of the sneaker brand called kicks kokova uh the ceo of kicks kokova sammy mhaule is putting a lawsuit against her, filing a lawsuit against her for 8.2 million rand. And he's claiming that uh, Makadzi breached on their agreement, contractual agreement. Let's let's talk about what, what the agreement was firstly and how Makadzi then uh, reneged. Okay, so the agreement was that Makadzi would one, um, sort of like um, post, um, she would... Um, post um, herself wearing the sneakers on her Instagram, on her personal Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And when she performs, she would wear, she would be seen wearing the shoes. And in, in a sense that it's sort of like a creating a brand awareness since it's a brand spanking new um, uh, sneaker brand. But unfortunately, based on the CEO's um, lawsuit against her, she didn't, um, excuse me, um, she didn't really commit to those signed agreements and i think she was also supposed to do some um engagements in 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 engagement of sorts for that particular brand as well but because obviously he feels as though that that was not um honored obviously he drew up a lawsuit against her but unfortunately the team actually broke the silence in saying that no 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 what he's stating is actually incorrect because there are certain things that he himself did not honor, like in terms of when they signed the agreement, um, he was supposed to produce the sneakers in the same year that they signed the contract. But unfortunately, those shoes only came later the following year. And so, I mean, Makazi and her team were trying by all means to salvage um, the campaign because they were consistently... um, trying to communicate with him mm. through 
Um, I think telephone um, conversations, I think via emails as well, if I'm not mistaken. But essentially, Makazi's team were consistently trying to sort of like have that open platform of communication um, intact because he wasn't honoring his, his, his own agreement at the end of the day because the initial agreement that they signed, I think it was a $120 million, um deal. But unfortunately, <clears throat> the CEO himself, he wasn't really honoring um, the deal because I think there was a point where he was supposed to um, bring a certain number of shoes mm-hmm. to the team and that was not done. I mean, even when... The, when the legal representative says it was 8,000 pairs that were supposed to be delivered each month and until now that has not happened. That itself has not happened. How and do you I wear mean, 8,000 pairs, though, in one month? <laughs> I don't know. Does that, uh, I mean, does that sound like a realistic agreement? I have no idea, because I'm just thinking, well, 8,000 pairs of shoes, like, does it mean that within each hour you have to wear a particular pair? Hang on, we've got, we've got 30 days in a month, and there's no way Makazi performs every single day. <laughs> and 8,000 pairs would, have me- would mean, like, uh, what is the math? If we say in one day, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I need to just get, get my head around this one. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> it really doesn't because even now the CEO is complaining that he has lost certain monies here and there. But I'm just like, but you signed a deal, and it would it would be actually be 260 pairs a day that she must wear. 260 Imagine. in a day. Imagine who wears 260 pairs of shoes a day. Who does that? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't get but, it. But I think essentially, um, Akazi's team also did. Um, they 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 launched those. Should I say they 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 threw a counter suit counter lawsuit at him as well. You know. So I think this is just a deal that just yeah went wrong. It just went sour, unfortunately. I hope I'm doing my calculations correctly because if I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, 266 pairs a month. No, it's a month, not a day. Sorry, Kosana, it's a month. So 266 pairs a month. And then that would mean eight pairs a day that she must wear. Uh, who would do that? <laughs> I could and she doesn't it's perform every day. So, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, maybe the part of, of posting on social media, but then that means eight posts a day. I don't know any deal where, I mean, it's normally about eight posts a week. It's normally about four to five posts a week, even for influencers. So to have eight posts a day is a bit unrealistic. Do you think maybe also at the time of the signing, they were not like, uh, you know, calculate like now we're trying to wrap our heads around it as we talk about <laughs> it. And maybe they were not really calculating at that time, thinking, okay, no, this is doable in, in, in terms of Makadze's legal uh, team. I, I think so too, because I mean, it's, it's a 120 million deal. So I'm sure it was like, oh, big numbers. I, we will be able to do this. But I think once you actually start actioning it, you're sort of like, ah, this is quite ridiculous. I don't think we'll be able to do this because, like mm. you say, you'd have to post like eight times a day. And who wears eight pairs of shoes a day? Yeah, a and, day. and she's a performer. She's got other things that she needs to do. She's got interviews. She's, you know, got uh, her own life, personal life, where she must do things in, in a day. So I, I, I don't understand. So so you're saying Makazi is refuting the allegations then via her lawyer. Uh, so where to from now then? Has the other side responded after the uh, lawyer from Makazi's side said, no, you are the one who's actually wrong. You are the one who actually breached on your agreement. Um, at this stage right now, no, I think it's still... Um it's one of we still. I think we're all left in 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 limbo because nothing has really 
there's no update in terms of what are the legalities of those lawsuits as as of yet. So I think right now we're just waiting for, you know, an update as to one particular side of the party to really give us an update on what's really going on. But right now, I think we're just sitting in limbo. But also, I guess this uh, is, again, putting the spotlight on uh, artists getting into these contracts that are just not realistic. And what needs to be learned from that? Yeah, I think really it's it's quite important to read um, the finer print, you know, because you you always hear of artists being um, robbed of, you know, they would sign a particular contract and then only to find that, you know, they're actually not even benefiting themselves. So I think really it's quite essential that as artists really read the finer print because those are the little things that really catch us off guard. And on the side of these uh, your proudly South African, you know, companies that are on the come up, I mean, this is a, a seemingly a black-owned company, the Kix Kokova, which is proudly South African. What do you think the lessons are there? Because they also need to get their brands out there. Maybe could it be around, uh, sometimes it's not necessarily using celebrity brands to get your brand out, but uh, look at other ways. I think essentially, I mean, we we, we we have um, multiple social media platforms. And I think really when you're a brand banking new um, brand or sort of like organization, I think the first thing you need to do, and this is me speaking from a public relations um, yes. background because I do have a degree in it. Um, brand awareness is key. You know, you don't want to just come in and then you do deals and, you know, because sometimes you need to sit back and analyze to see, are you're sort of like, are you hitting the correct market and is your market really receiving the, the, the communication correctly? Because sometimes yeah. when you're new, you, you're going to hit a, a dead end here and there because there are certain, perhaps, um, certain uh, um, this group, sort of like your PETA, your, your, your NGOs, you know, you might... Your target market, yeah. You know, you might offend certain people here and there, but I think brand awareness is quite key. And I think now, especially with social media platforms like your TikTok, you could like hit certain um, individuals to say, hey, could you just kindly, you know, create an awareness and make noise on this particular brand? This is what you do. And maybe you just offer them like two pairs of sneakers, you know, just so at least then you generate an awareness yeah, not 8,000 a month. You know, because that's a lot. And I mean, already you're losing money mm. on just manufacturing <laughs> and 8,000 8, pairs of shoes each and every single month. That's like cost upon cost and upon cost. And already you're not even generating a profit. So I think when you're brand spanking new um, brand, it is quite essential that the first thing you do is create brand awareness, make noise, scream, shout so that people are aware that, hello, I'm new, I'm the new kid on the block, watch out for me, I'm going to try, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and cement myself within the market. So brand awareness is key. Mm, as we talk about brands and sneakers, let's go overseas again, talking the Milan Fashion Week, which opened on Wednesday. So this time around, it seems to be doing things differently, showcasing collections that are ethnically diverse. Uh, yeah, so there is a Hyatton, um, a Hyatton Italian uh, designer by the name of Stella Jean, who took a two-year um, hiatus from 
showcasing because I think for her, I think she started out, if I'm not mistaken, she started out in her showcasing her fashion designing career, showcasing in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. And then mm. she did take a hiatus, um, a break from showcasing because she felt as though, you know, representation is quite key in the fashion industry. And I mean, as we all know, um, there isn't really much representation. And I mean, if we talk of representation, we're not just merely talking about hiring black models, but essentially for her, it was like hire more people of color in creative um, um, showcases, you know, in showcasing, you know, because it's quite rare that you always find people of color who are showcasing in such big fashion week. And for her, it was like, for me, really, it doesn't make sense that I'm the only person who is a person of color and I'm consistently showcasing, but where is the representation? So so, so back in 2013, she was the only black designer represented in Milan. And she said, I'm not coming back uh, if that continues. So, so it seems they yeah. listened to her. Essentially, yeah, that is because it is because essentially she even started a a a I think it's an organization or a movement called We Made in Italy. It's, it's We Are Made in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. There's a certain um, abbreviation or acronym for it. I'll try. And okay. But essentially, for them, they were. She was saying that you know, it is high time that. Um, we really include people of color, you know, inclusivity is, is key because, I mean, we talk of representation in media where there isn't much black uh, or people of color representation or different other ethnic groups representing people in media. So for her, in fashion, it was essential that, you know what, I cannot be the only person who is representing African people, but we need to find different ways of allowing and including all other ethnic ethnic groups in showcasing who they are because I mean if you look at fashion, fashion is artistic, fashion is a big platform where one is able to showcase who they are artistically through clothing. But yeah, essentially for her it was like, Oh yeah, now remember the the, the, the campaign. Sorry. Yeah. So so <laughs> then they responded by including there's a British designer there with Afro Caribbean uh, Roots, who is uh, black, Maximilian Davis, also um, British Nigerian designer. Uh, the label that uh, is uh, Tokyo James, I think her name is Inyo Tokyo James, uh, representing also women there. So uh, at least there's a, a movement in that direction there. But there's also a consideration of this post pandemic market when it comes to fashion. I mean, I don't know that we are prioritizing fashion at the stage and, and buying fashion. I think maybe we're also just trying to recycle and not buy from, you know, the labels that would be deemed expensive. What do you think about that, the post-pandemic market, fashion-wise? I think, I think it's, it's quite essential because, I mean, if you look at the fashion industry in itself, it's quite a big waste or contributor to um, pollution and waste because I think um, one thing I know with H&M, and I'm just going to divert a bit, but yeah. still try to be within... Um, um, topic. Um, I know with H&M normally they have this um, um, campaign where it's called just Close the Loop where they literally recycled each and every single type of textile whereby that particular textile is broken down and really reused and turned into a different textile again. So essentially we are consistently recycling and reusing textiles whereas you know you create one particular garment and then throw it away then now you have to uh, create textiles 
from scratch and now you're already uh, creating some sort of waste. So I think really this post-pandemic um, campaign, shall I say, it, it, it's key because, yeah. you know, fashion is quite a contributor of waste, you know. So I think it's, 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 it's a good thing that, you know, they're trying to sort of like gear towards being more sustainable and, and not um, be... Not harm the environment, but also <laughs> harm, is, you know? an over and above sustainability fashion with some social and political responsibility as an agenda. That is welcomed. Let's come back home. Kosana uh, talking, who's taken to social media to ask for donations. There's a struggle there that he's going through financially. He's known as uh, the character who's got that popular phrase, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, I think for us kids who are, shall I say, in the 90s, 80s, you know, some of us would know MZNs and I think I said I would make sure that on Fridays I do not miss an episode of that particular show. And there were repeats but, also, so I don't think anyone has an excuse. We know him. He's been very much <laughs> a veteran actor who's contributed to an entertainment industry. We had even SABC Encore repeating their uh, on on uh, the multi-choice channel, repeating the, those episodes. Oh, most definitely. But in this particular instance, um, our 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 icon is 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 seeking financial assistance. And I mean, last week we were touching base on Dr. Malinga, mm. um, receiving that particular uh, financial assistance since he was facing troubles with SARS. But in this particular instance, Ubabusi. Not even I can't even say Bab Umkulu actually because Umkulu I mean if I have to be politically correct I'd have to say Umkulu is seeking um financial uh, assistance from 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 the public you know because I think really in, when it comes to entertainment you know you never know for them I think it's 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 a case where you really need to try and secure you know acting roles on a consistent basis and not re- literally rely on one and for him right now you know he's facing financial woes because i think there was a facebook user who posted you know uh pleading and asking with the public to 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 assist where they can and you know for her it was like i'm not coming here arrogant or wanting to be sort of like this big headed but I'm I'm really humbling, humbly requesting that you guys try and assist where you can, you know, even if it's... And that user even alludes to uh, the fact that he's struggling to even get money for food and money to access his uh, medication, medication on, from the clinic. That That is quite dire. It, it's really dire. And especially, I think for him, he's quite old and I'm going to assume that he is a senior citizen because, I mean, he's been in the industry for a very, very long time. So I think... As South Africans, I think this is where we need to band together and assist where we can, you know. For, Absolutely. For her, it was like as little as 10 rand. You know, I'm not asking for millions. I'm asking for the little that you have, it will do a lot. Because, you know, one thing my mom always says, she says, half a loaf is better than nothing. So really, I think this is where, as a, as a nation, we need to really band together and assist where we can. If we can do it for uh, Dr. Malinga, we can definitely do it for Obabu Sitanda. Um, as, as well as that, that uh, South African who's stuck in China there, whose body needs to be repatriated. So we, yeah. we can, we definitely can. And and as you say, as little as 10 rand, we put in 20 rand, 10 rand, all of those accumulated in terms of the amount of people donating really do make a huge difference as a total. Let's end off with Idol's essay contestant, Nozi.
who has done a rendition of American singer Jennifer Hudson's song. She performed the hit song Giving Myself as one of the top 10 contestants on Idol's essay. And then she went on to share the video of her performance on social media and uh, it came to the attention of Jennifer Hudson. Oh, most definitely. I think for Jay, for Jay Hud, she was just like, oh, my word, oh, my word. She, she was lulilating her performance. You know, she even said that, you know, if I was there <laughs> in, the, in, 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 in the crowd, I would have most definitely thrown a shoe at you because she believes that she did a phenomenal job with the rendition, her rendition of giving myself, and she really did belt it out because, I mean, we all know Jennifer Hudson's voice is, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. many can even try, you know, the, 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 the notes that she hits because, I mean, Jennifer Hudson was even requested by the late Aretha Franklin to be, you know, for her to play her in a biopic. So really it speaks volumes in terms of who Jennifer Hudson is. But I think for Nozzy to to get such an, shall I say, standing ovation from a megastar like Jennifer is really, really, it, for her, it, for me, I just feel that it has cemented her as an artist, you know, yeah. because there were even other um, Twitter users, you know, I think one particular user, and I'm going to agree with her. She said, you know, she hopes that Nozzy doesn't take this competition because reason being is that when an idol um, contestant wins idols, they are there for like 50 minutes or same, and then they disappear and we don't know where they went to, whereas like your Shakinas, your Amanda Blacks, they didn't win the competition, but they sort of like worked hard and cemented themselves in, in the music Yeah, and space. Jennifer so Hudson herself didn't win. She she was a contestant. She didn't win the overall uh, a prize, but uh, look at how well she's done. Mm, so for her, I, she's just, so the, 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 the Twitter user's kind of like, you know what, I hope Nozzy doesn't win this. I mean, yes, she's made it to the top 10. Congratulations, but I hope she doesn't make it because, you know, she, she mustn't just disappear because I think winning idols is just a curse. You just disappear from the, from the, excuse me, from the limelight, you know, so I think... You know what it is for me, Kosana, besides, I mean, the politics of it, and maybe there are red tapes around the music industry and you have to follow a certain protocol and you have to wait for a certain time before you release your album. All of those logistical and political issues uh, set aside. For me, I just feel like when it's a talent competition, there's always going to be a tricky situation where... Who are we to judge whether somebody is gifted or not, number one? These competitions are based on votes. Mm. And you can mm. just garner support from your community of people who like you, but who are not necessarily going to be a reflection of your talent and where you are going with that. For me, I feel like that's one thing that your creator embeds in you, and only he knows where you'll go with it. Uh, you know, the underdog can be the one who goes on top at the end of it. So I don't know for me, and that is the, tra- the, the trick that I always have and challenge in understanding uh, competitions that are, I guess, uh, competitions that are based on votes. Because how do we vote mm-hmm. on somebody's talent? That's something that is it's, it's innately and God-given in them. And it can be developed over years. And you see this person, you know, rising to whatever their purpose was supposed to be. None of us know what that is. Mm, true, true. But, but that's that's, that's me, just me. That's 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 just my thought. How we 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 can't vote on gifts. We can't vote on gifting. That's my thing. True. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it has to be judged. It's a competition, so we leave it there. <laughs> and uh, 
kudos to Nozi. Let's leave it on that note. I know you're going to be taking a, a break, and we really appreciate you coming through this morning. And uh, we're wishing you all the best in your journey, in your your own purpose, which nobody knows. <laughs> That's between you and God and your ancestors. Mm. And uh, we are so grateful that you've shared your light with us. Of course, it's not the end. It's, it's just a break. We know that. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> it's just a break. Don't worry. I shall be submitting my four in a row. I'm not disappearing. It's just a break from my weekly Friday scheduled yes. <laughs> But for now, I'm just going to say... A super wishing you all a super color, realistic, excellent, fulfilling weekend. Awesome. And I shall see you <laughs> when I come back as a fully fledged Gogo Omkulu. But for now, I'm going to bow down and wish you all the best, guys. But I will be within the perimeters. I'm not disappearing. <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, love and light anyway over the weekend, and please be safe. Dogozan. Kosanam Luli, entertainment and lifestyle commentator, discussing our weekly wrap of entertainment news. And on that note, let's uh, see some messages from Guido Caval. Uh, oh, no, I read that already. Uh, OJ Mlochwa on uh, Twitter says, uh, that double HP track is on fire. Okay, thanks for enjoying the music. We are glad you're tuned in. Uh, Mojak saying, I missed the show. It's been so long because of these load shedding schedules. Ah, sorry, Mojak, but thanks for getting in touch with us today. TMFSA uh, on our poll question says, I think I'll go for our love for soccer and traditional music. Double HP was one of the artists who celebrated our heritage and diversity. RIP to the king of Mufftown. You are sadly missed. Thank you, TMFSA, for that message. Also on WhatsApp, on our poll question, Sokol Mtata saying, Happy Fulfilling Friday, says Asa and fam. For me, our heritage is best expressed through the foods that we indulge in, especially during traditional rituals like weddings, umgidi, etc., and the colorful attire and rhythmic music that always accompanies such events. Thanks for your message there, Mtata.